Hi there. Welcome to my podcast, My Africa, My Roots. I am super pumped and excited to have you here with me today. So taking up from episode one, um, thank you for all the good feedback. Um, I really appreciate it. It has been a rocket fuel um, in my tank. And today I'm coming with you with episode two. Um, it's definitely taken um, a page from where I left off. Um, the difference with today's episode is it's going to be a little bit of an intellectual conversation as against storytelling, which was um, the theme I took with episode one. I will be taking a further deep dive into the actors discussed in the Yoruba creation story and just understanding how my predecessors, um, you know, perceived this um, individuals and how they interacted with each other. It is, you know, it has been a lot of um, personal learning for me because I remember growing up, I had um, a sound knowledge of, you know, the Christian, um, the Islamic and even the Greek um, perspective and how the world was created and some of the key actors in that space. But um, it's kind of sad when I think back that I didn't really know a lot about, you know, my culture and even how my um, like how my forebears, you know, understood the world and the names they gave to things and even how they interacted and built a culture around some of these things. So today I'm excited to come to you guys with um, some of my learnings. I've had conversations with people, I've done a little bit of digging and research on my end and um, I thought about a way of presenting this information that will be, you know, digestible for my audience, which is you folks. I'm super excited to have you here listening to me and I'm going with, um, you know, having a conversation with a special guest today. Uh, my guests will introduce um, themselves once the, we dive into the content, but the key thing here is my guest is also, um, I would use the word a, a newbie, she doesn't really know a lot about um, the Yoruba creation stories too and um, I am hoping through the questions she's asking me as I'm discussing stuff. I can um, connect with you, my audiences, in a more um, storytelling way, although the pursuit is also intellectual. I, I hope that makes sense in some ways. Like It made a lot of sense in my head um, until when I started spitting it out. But yeah, so um, if you haven't had a chance to connect with us on Instagram, I would encourage you to. It goes by the same name, My Africa, My Roots. Um, and please share your feedback, your questions or comments or even thoughts that you think we, I wasn't able to cover today. And uh, also kindly subscribe to the podcast and whichever platform you consume your content on. Um, and with that said, I welcome you aboard for episode two. Um, and yeah, connect with later. I am your host, Banjo. Hello, so welcome to episode two. Um, as I mentioned, I do have a special guest here with me today, um, and I'm super pumped that she's here. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to my audience? You can tell us a bit about your background. Hey everyone, hi Banjo. Thank Hello. you so much for having me on the show. I'm super excited to be um, your first guest. Um, and yeah, of course. So I come from a South Asian background um, and I've spent a lot of my time or most of my life actually here in Canada. Um, and 
mostly with South Asian um, people all around me. So um, didn't have. I didn't grow up with African friends. Um, like I didn't grow up with a lot of Africans around me, and um, yeah, the word Yoruba is even new to me. To be honest, <laughs> I never even heard of it before. So yeah, I'm super super excited to be learning about the Yoruba culture. Like I'm generally very interested in learning about culture, so like it's it's exciting to me. And and yeah, I'm super super pumped to be on your show today. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, I'm. Well, I should be the one appreciative of you, you know, taking the time out of your busy schedule to, you know, join me here today with all the craziness going on in 2020. Um, and I hope that my audience will actually enjoy some of the conversations we will have today. Um, so before we dive into it, let's play a little a little game. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and test how a little bit. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna try and test how you, how good you are with pronouncing some Yoruba words. And first, we'll start with the word itself, Yoruba. Yoruba. Not bad, but it's ba, not bar. Yoruba. No, ba, Yoruba. Yoruba. <laughs> okay, I'll, Yoruba. I'll give you a seven over okay. ten. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, not bad for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, seven isn't. Yeah, the second is. Yeah, I've tried this with a lot of my Canadian friends, and they have never been able to get it. We have a name, um, which until I came to Canada, I didn't realize it was a skill that you know we Europeans just naturally had. Um, it's a name spelled as T O P E. We pronounce it as Tokpe. Let's see if you can pronounce it. Tokpe. <laughs> it's not pe. It's pe. Tokpe. <laughs> Anyways, on that I'll give you a five. Like, yeah, there's still a little bit of work that that can be done there. And then the last thing we're gonna do today is a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, I learned this as a little kid. Um, it was kind of really funny. I'm gonna see if you can say it and how fast you can say it. Well, I'm not that fast too, but yeah, let's see. So it's obeba obobaba. Obeba obobaba. That is not bad. Yeah, that's that is not bad. Say it again. Obeba obobaba. Obeba obobaba. He's not baba. But anyways, yeah. So it basically means um, there is a knife. Like a knife hits um, the father's um, monkey. Like it's just yeah. Um, but once you get into it, it's really really yeah. It's a Yoruba um, like Are it's a tongue a twister. No, no, it's oh, not. Okay. It's there is okay. no wisdom be, <laughs> behind it. It's just a tongue twister. But uh, yeah, so with that um, icebreaker, let's dive into today's conversation. Okay, so those are really good games. Uh, what would you say? Yeah, no, those were interesting. I actually had fun um, pronouncing uh, pronouncing the words. I will not <laughs> take another attempt at it, but um, yeah, because I've I've never heard of these terms before, so to be able to you know or at least try pronouncing them, it was actually really fun. So yeah. I think my favorite was listening to you struggle a little bit oh, with the tongue twister. Yeah, um, yeah that, that, that was just. Um, I still don't know how to say it. Uh, I chuckled a little bit here and there, but yeah. Well, thank you for being brave enough to try that out. So let's dive into the meat of to of today's um, converse, conversation. Um, so I know that 
as a newbie you haven't as you mentioned you haven't heard um you haven't really been exposed to a lot about the yoruba culture but would you be fascinated to know that the yoruba culture is one of the most influential cultures with very strong roots spread across the world today would that be surprising to you um i'd be surprised because yeah like i mentioned i've been here like i've been in the west for you know over 15 years and yeah i've never heard of the term before yeah like um honestly i was also surprised to discover this to be frank a little bit embarrassed because i should have known this uh but digging in into my culture i discovered that no less than 100 million people like that's human beings crazy 100 million people spread across the world from africa to south america to the caribbeans and even the west indies associate with the yoruba culture that is unbelievable i always thought you know the yorubas were a small microcosm of just the nigerian geography and um it's just it's mind blowing uh so then it's possible that i've come across i Europe or what do you call the people Euro Eurobas you just Eurobus? put an s here okay. yeah it's very it's very possible and there are lots of um, to I be just honest I didn't know yeah and they're actually big you know Hollywood movie stars um now that um are either directly you can directly associate them with the Yoruba culture or um you know through marriage or one way or the other there is a bit of link there but there's one thing I would like to really touch on there is um there was a nerve that actually um I struck upon while doing this research the fact that a lot of this um exposure came from a very dark past and that was the transatlantic slave trade um and I will you know just make assumptions based on like make assumptions for my audience that maybe one or two people may not really conversant with what that is um the transatlantic slave trade oh that's a tongue twister The transatlantic slave trade uh was a very horrible experience where people of African descent were forcefully removed from the shores of Africa and um transported like cargo to other parts of the world to work on plantations. It was really it was a really dark time um and it shows just how low the human species can actually go. But this slave trade, you know, it led to an uprise of people who had a culture who were proud, um who had been established within their communities, um and uprise of these people and shipping them in very inhumane conditions to for example places like Brazil and South America. And the fascinating thing is des- despite all the a- attempts to dehumanize these people and strip away their um cultures, um they held on to it and that is how the yoruba culture was able to survive in some other places that it would never have been today fascinating right no it is for sure um just like you said like it would have died if it hadn't you know and today that it's spread spread across the continent like it's like i'm sure for someone like you who is actually a yoruba like it's it's a sense of pride like it's it is definitely it's amazing to see yeah like you take the pride is there like you're pr- proud of your own culture and like where it is today 
And that actually brings me to the next point. Um, the fact that I didn't know this, it wasn't mainstream, uh, which is surprising because, you know, it is one, it is a universal truth of human nature, you know, the desire to explain the origin and evolution of the universe. But growing up as a child, I have always been, you know, um, socialized with, from a religious perspective, um, either the Christian or the Muslim or like the Buddhist or some other um, religious view to um, other mainstreams like the Greek and the Norse mythologies, giving explanation to how we came into being. Why are we here? Where are we going? Um, what are we supposed to do here? But it was really surprising that my culture had some of this and I didn't even know it. You know, that is just, it is really sad. I don't know if it was um, a problem of publicity or if it was just the challenge of um, me not being proactive enough on my end. I think there was a gap there. It's not something that's taught in school. Uh, it, it is it is taught, but um, I don't think way back then when I was going to school as a little kid in Nigeria, it was um, given so much um, importance. Uh, it was just the thing that it was good to know. Like you had your Yoruba classes, right? But the pride was not really put in us to learn about our people, our, for, our forebearers and how they, you know, perceived the world or how they even did simple things. And I think this Eurocentric approach to an understanding of cosmology has robbed the world, I mean the entire world, of very rich perspectives like the Yoruba cosmology. And I hope that today we can go on the right to explore this you and I and my audience, we can definitely go on the ride to explore this together and get a better understanding of, you know, how the Yorubas believe the universe was originated and how it evolved. Um, we will be looking at, you know, key figures um, in the Yoruba cosmology and I hope you and my audience um, enjoy this um, conversation as much as I did while doing the digging and research. So, let's talk about the concept of God in the Yoruba culture. In Yoruba culture, um, we call God Olodumare or Olorun, and that is the supreme being whose supremacy is completely absolute. What's the difference between the two terms? Is one like a short form? Well, that's a good question. So, um, Olodumare, like the word Olodumare, loosely translates to the owner of the heavens in English. Why Olorun translates to Lord of the heavens or the sky. So it's not really a difference um, in, like, it's the words choosing either to call um, the creator of everything that exists, either Olodumare, or alone doesn't necessarily, you know, um, project a difference in attributes. One just means um, owner of the heavens, and the other is like the lord of the skies. So it's kind of similar. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just we have those two words. Um, there are a few others, but I couldn't verify them, so I wouldn't be discussing them today. But both titles um, depict um, 
either Oloro Olutumare as the author of everything, um, everything visible and invisible, um, the head and overlord of all that's in the heavens and on the earth. The Yorubas also believe that Olotumare is above gender. So we don't um, associate either a male or female gender with either Olorun or Olotumare. Although I've come across some um, articles or some write-ups here and there that talks about um, some sort of relationship between Olorun and um, a deity called um, Olokun. Um, which is like the goddess of the sea um, but I wouldn't really go down that path because I didn't come across enough um, evidence to you know take that route and um, give more conversation to that um, discovery but if that's true that does give him a gender then uh, yes yes that is a really good um, point but the reason I didn't go down that path is because um the materials that I read and also the conversations that I have had with some folks before um, releasing this episode of the podcast, uh, it clearly leans towards the direction of um, Olorun or Olodumare having no gender, like above gender. And um, the other narration is something that I will for now associate with something being fringe. That could change, and I'm more than happy to correct myself in subsequent episodes. But for today, um, like I can authoritatively speak with the information that is available to me right now that um, Oloru or Olodumare in the Yoruba culture is above gender. Also, another attribute of um, the creator of all things is immortality and will exist forever. Yeah, so that is just an overview or a good snapshot of how um, or who the Yorubas believe is at the center of all that exists. Uh, do you have any questions or thoughts, confusions? Mm, no confusions, but it's, it's similar to the concept, I guess, in any other religion, faith. That is what, how we perceive God. Like there is no gender associated with hmm. with him, um, and yeah, the whole immortality and like you know forever kind of thing. So it's it's similar hmm. um, when it comes to the concept of God. Awesome. So let's talk about the next, the divinities. Up next, uh, divinities. Um, I think from a religious perspective, um, especially from the three major faiths, Christian, Jewish, and Islamic faiths, um, I can relate this to angels. But for today, um, in Yoruba culture, right below um, Olorun or Olodumare, we have um, individuals we call Orishas. And the Orishas are divinities. Um, Orishas, can you pronounce that? That's easy. Orishas. Okay, okay, show off. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So the Orishas are creations actually of Olodumare or Olorun. So Olorun created them. Interesting. And 
Yorubas believe that the Orishas are ministers and functionaries in the universe. So these are um, like these are folks who um, represent Oloro in different things, and um, they are the um, emissaries of Oloro. So in Yoruba culture, it is generally believed that you know divinities. Um, have attributes or qualities and characteristics of um, Olor, as I mentioned. So, qualities of Olor. And they are in consequence, some people believe offsprings of God. So, um, the creation of Olor. And according to Yoruba theology, that's the, like, the faith, um, they are brought forth by Olodumare, the divinities, I mean, the Orishas, they are brought forth by Olodumare to serve as ministers um, and functionaries, as I mentioned before, in the theo- theocratic governance of the un- of the universe. So, if you think about it, Olorong at the center, then right below him, there are different Orishas, and those Orishas are responsible for different things. Okay, and how many are there? Good question. So, it is believed that um, Orishas are many. And their numbers vary depending on whoever you ask or whatever source you go to, from over 200 to 1,700. Like that is massive. Um, individually, though, one thing I would like to point out is um, Orishas have their own shrines and their temples. They have people who are devoted to them. So, like devotees, people who worship them. Um, they have priests and priestesses. So people who dedicate their lives to um, the preservation of the temples and the shrines and um, serve as the connection between the um, common man and this Orishas. While the Orishas serve as a connection between humanity as a whole and all alone. So they are like the middle. So can we see them? Or no, we can't. Mm, Like the God. Good question. Um, it is believed that they, you can see them when they present them themselves. And um, subsequent episodes in this um, season will actually be exploring individual stories of Orisha because their stories are fascinating. Um, I'll give an example of one, which is um, so. For example, Obatala. Now, it would have been believed um, like if you want to see um, Obatala, right? Um, Right now, like, he's not here, right? But it's possible. Same with Shongo. Like, people actually... Wait, sorry, s- go back. What do you mean sure. it's possible? How? Uh, so there is a belief that, yeah, just like how... Um, okay, let me use an example. So if you're familiar with, um, like, the story of Thor, who is believed to be the god of thunder, right? Um, now Thor is not dead, right? And if you're one who believes in 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 Thor, like there is a belief that you can still like he he exists some somewhere, right? And it's possible for you to you know um, call on him, and if he answers he you, then you're like special power. Not really power, but I'll say re- relationship. relationship? Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they do exist. They are not here. Like they don't, they don't live with us in on this earth. Uh, but through the priests and priestesses that I mentioned, 
you may be able to communicate with them and they may be able to communicate with you. And they never die either? Uh, no, they exist, but they have different powers too. So do the Yorubas who believe in this concept, when they have to reach out to God, do they go through the Orishas? Yes. And or do they, can they reach so they go through Reach the so they go through the Orishas. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and I will be sharing more of that as we um, go forward in this conversation. So uh, the divinities or Orishas, as we've been um, naming, they are um, according to Yoruba theology, as I mentioned, they are the connection between God and man. So ends um, humanity or the Yorubas sacrifice to the Orishas. And the word is Bo Orisha. So, um, to sacrifice to the Orisha is Bo Orisha. Now, the distinction here, and one thing to note is, we sacrifice to the Orishas while we offer service to God. So, a person will offer sacrifice to the Orishas, but you cannot offer sacrifice to God, to Olorum. You offer service to Olorum. And a simple way of explaining that is, um, let's say for example, um, you have an exam coming up, right? And you really, really, really want to pass. Uh, You can go out and buy um, fruits, vegetables, or, you know, um, something people would eat. And you can take that all together and offer it as a sacrifice to, let's say there's a God of Wisdom right as oh i'm offering this to you please let me pass that examination i really really need to pass right um but you can't do that to god right what you can do is to worship god and which would be the entirety of every single thing that you're doing as long as you're not doing bad and you're you know praying to god but you're going to offer something to the orishas so that they can then on your behalf connect with god and then have your prayers answered. As I mentioned, they are the they are the middle person between the um, the common people, humanity, and God. Okay. So in Yoruba religion, therefore, you would hear people say, "Mo bo orisha, mo sin olorun, mo bo." I offered sacrifice to this um, orisha. And Mosi Olorun, they will say, I offered my services to the Creator or to God. As mentioned before, Olorun is all sufficient that he doesn't need his creations to offer either adulation, which is the sacrifice, nor feed him. So that's the reason you don't offer sacrifice or food to God because he's above that, right? Um, and I will, as I mentioned, discuss um, the numerous Orishas in subsequent episodes. Let's talk about the next ones, which are the spirits. Up next, let's talk about the spirits. But before I do, um, how are you feeling about your learnings so far. Am I doing a good job, an okay job, or No, to be honest, you're doing an amazing job. Because, yeah, I did not know how, like, the similarity between um, the Yoruba culture and, like, 
know other faiths and mm. like it's very very similar so it's easier to grasp the information to mm. like follow along and, and understand it so no keep going awesome. I'm excited to learn um, about the next the next section so now we're talking about spirits and um, I don't know if you've ever heard about evil spirits before or good spirits I've heard of them like both the good and bad mm. Mm. Um, also like whenever you watch these scary movies and <laughs> stuff like that like yeah. I've seen them in TV shows the spirits um, yeah like you don't see them they either come they could come in a human form mm. I've seen that too I've heard about that I don't know how much truth there is to that um, mm. yeah so that I don't know but I'm excited to to learn um, to know what what Yoruba Yorubas believe in yeah sure let's dive right into it so in the Yoruba culture um, spirits are believed to be apparitions which um, they are very different from you know the uh, Orishas they are almost like an entity within their own their own class um, and I say that because spirits are like they have a free will they do as they please and um, they can interact with human beings both for good and for evil so they don't take directions from the God uh, no and they are not worshipped. They're not working from, for him either? No. But they could align like interests with um, okay. a, spe- a specific cause. Um, and the interesting distinctions with Orishas is um, the spirits are not worshipped. So people don't worship spirits. But you are aware. They help and... them. I think. I don't know. That's no. what I've seen. <laughs> no. Um, you mean... <laughs> people human beings helping spirits no other way around oh spirits yeah so there is that so i was actually going to touch on that because they have a free will they can either hurt or, or help them yeah. benefit you okay. um when you say them i i wonder are you human or like i don't know because you're like them and i'm like oh like we humans like they help them so what does that make you am i speaking to a spirit i could be a good spirit <laughs> never know well please do good to me <laughs> but yeah so um, the Yorubans regard spirits as powers which are almost um, like abstract and by that uh, what I mean is they can take on human shapes or take on natural um, shapes. They are usually usually associated with natural phenomena like trees. So a tree could have a spirit or rocks or a river or a lagoon or a forest. Um, or a bush. I remember growing up, I used to hear lots of stories about um, what we call bush babies. They're called igbiris. Um, what does that mean? Try and pronounce it. Igbiri. Igbiri. <laughs> okay. That was close. Yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> close. But yeah, so bush babies are believed to live in the wild. They are like tiny babies that are always crying. Um, like always. Human babies. I don't think they are human. No, spirits are not human. As in, like, in, in a they human They are spirits. Farm. They are spirits. I don't know. See, I've never seen one before. It's from well, stories. Well, you're looking at one right now. Well, I guess so. they don't... Yeah, anyways. <laughs> but, yeah. Jokes aside. Um, yeah, so they are um, really... Like, they are tiny creatures that cry a lot. And they have a mat. And it is believed that that mat, if you're able to steal the mat, you will be wealthy for the rest of your life. So there are like stories like that about oh, spirits and, and all that stuff. Yeah, and that reminds me of of the story that I used to hear from my mom a lot. Oh, please, please share. Um, I think around evening time, you're not supposed to walk under under any tree because hmm. there's like evil spirits 
um mm. that are like hiding in the tree and they, they could like attack you or yeah. do harm to you so yeah i don't know if that's true or if it's just a made up story but to this day like i don't walk under a tree and, and like as soon as it's it's evening time wow yeah it's fascinating to hear that like this is a very different culture and like there's still sim- similarities in how we understand the universe it just makes you understand how um are you not supposed to hold the glass with your left hand too yeah there's very weird things that i've heard of too like some of them i would like i tend to believe in them when i was a kid at least yeah and then some is just kind of like with time i was like <laughs> yeah it's not true i guess it speaks to the universality of human nature but yeah so um the yorubas believe that you know the spirits exist and they are associated with different places so as you mentioned like walking on the trees once the sun is set or not going into specific forests because there are like evil spirits living there or there's a specific river that you need to appease before jumping into it um the biggest difference between spirits and um the orishas as i mentioned before and i want to reiterate is people don't worship worship spirits spirits are like um free agents they do as they please um and you as an in- individual are just supposed to be aware of them and respect their space so you don't try and mess with them and they don't mess with you but you're about to worship them and so yep uh you can like there are people that can connect with them uh it depends yeah on the spiritual level yeah that's what i've heard yeah 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 um and like spirits can as you mentioned like there are people so for example now spirits can come under various names and we have the spirits of the whirlwind which is like a small tornado and what that simply means is um someone can use that spirit to attack someone else right mm-hmm. yeah. um and you have spirits that actually give people knowledge of like herbs um and spirits that you know as i mentioned before the igbiri the smallish elves they're like elves that carry really small mats and they're always crying um or we have the uru and which is the spirit of the trees i remember growing up actually uh, lots of stories about that you have villages that have they they could say this weekend the spirit of uru is going to come out and no um body should be out at a specific time um and it's actually really taken serious because if you break that law you could get into serious trouble like at times to the extent of lives being lost like it's that serious uh so yeah spirits are one class of their own and um as i mentioned they have a free will and they can either do good or bad to you um they don't have service or worship and we don't render you know services or worship to them so But those would have been created by God as well. Yes. Yes. So, so just like to be a reason for them to be yeah. to exist. Yeah. Um honestly, I haven't really dug deep into that, but my my assumption right now is they give color to our existence. Mm-hmm. Because imagine if spirits didn't exist, you wouldn't have films like The Grudge and, you know, the other horror movies that tell you about what we shouldn't do or what we should do. Um but yeah jokes aside um I I do believe as you mentioned like they play a significant part. And finally let's talk about ancestors. So finally 
um, we're at the last lap here, and we will be talking about ancestors. Do you know what those are? I have no knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> All I can think of is like my four, 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 four grand grandfathers and yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Am I close? Yeah, close, close. Okay. And I don't know if you watch animations, but if you ever watched the Coco, the yeah. animation, it was really themed around that. Um, the same with the other one, um, I think with the guitar, uh, the key that likes playing. Yeah, well, I don't no, remember which. No, I yeah, I don't remember them. which that is, but yeah, the Yorubas also have something very similar to that. And basically, as you mentioned, um, ancestors are like dead members of the family. Uh, so once an individual passes away, Yorubas believe that they hold some sort of entry-level power, if I can use that word. Um, within the larger scale of things compared to the spirits and then Orishas and then Olorum. So your ancestors would be like the ones that can connect in some ways with the Orishas for you too because now they've passed on to the oh, land okay. beyond, right? Yeah. Um, it is believed that they continue existing in the world beyond as spirits. So they, some of our ancestors then transition into spirits in the world beyond. Yes. I've heard and, of that. Yeah? Oh, okay. And it is also believed that the ancestors... Um, now, the difference between ancestors being spirits and the other spirits that I talked about before is once your ancestor becomes a spirit, they're almost like your greatest cheerleader in the other world. Yeah. They're out there looking out for you. They're out there trying to keep you away from... Um, like, if you remember, you've watched Mulan the animation with Eddie Murphy. Yes. So if you remember when Eddie Murphy as the cricket was going around and trying to wake up the the ancestors of Mulan to help her, that's very similar to it. So the ancestors exist in order to, um, yeah, like look out for the families they've left behind. It is also believed that, um, you know, ancestors, they are, as I mentioned, they keep an eye on the welfare of the family. Uh, they... Consequently, basically, they continue to bear their titles of relationship, like Baba, which is father, or Iya, which is mother, or Babala, which is grandfather. So, a person can say, oh, my father, like my ancestor, oh, my father that has passed away, or oh, my mother, or oh, my great-grandfather. Like, you can call on them to maybe appease the Orishas for you, or you can call on them to... See, um, try and you know. Um, so they have a connection with the Orishas, or they can connect with them. They can connect with the Orishas because they exist in a different realm oh, so that is closer to them. So yes. You go through them to reach. So you don't have to go. You don't have to go through them. But there are some households that have specific ancestors that um, they go through in order to connect mm-hmm. with Orishas. Okay. So communion and communication can still be made between, um, you know, the families that are alive and the ancestors that have passed on. So there are some families that do that, where they have like a dedicated shrine within the house or a temple within the house dedicated to their ancestors. Very similar to the Mulan description where there was like a dedicated space where um, Mulan's father goes to to actually pray and then ask for help, right? Yeah, Mulan or even in some of our actually um, TV shows, yeah. I've, I've seen that where they're actually trying to 
to bring them back mm. a specific time of the year. Yeah. Um, they have these, I don't know what you call them, but they have these weird things that they do and they actually call upon their, like you said, if it's the father yeah. that passed away or yeah. the grandfather and then yeah. they come and they speak to them and they <laughs> kind of talk to them about the future. Yeah. So I've yeah. heard of that concept too. Yeah, I think so for us, yeah, we have, we so we call that um, the conversation like trying to call them um reciting incantations and um the yoruba word would be awful so we will say <laughs> meaning um they're like incantations that are being read in order to you know awaken the spirits yeah, to yeah. um similar. beacon and you know respond to the call now um there are communal ceremonies in honor of ancestors and certain cults like Oru, the one I mentioned, where like someone comes out, um, they announce that you can't come out at night, especially oh, women yeah. are not supposed to see yeah. it. Um, we have the Egungun, um, which is what you call a masquerade. So if you've never heard that before, like um, you have people dress up in really colorful attires. They are believed to have like spiritual powers and all that. So like households may own that. So their ancestors may be tied to that. Um, we have um, others like Agemo, Gelede, and Adamu Orisha. Um, these are like, these cults, are, you know, they are dedicated to the worship of ancestral spirits. So, um, as with Orisha, people heavily depend on their ancestors in all aspects of their life. Um, they serve as a source of guarantee of life of the family. And the ancestors are believed to be able to influence living members of the family for good or for evil. So they could, you know, help families or they could punish people when they are being naughty. But their influence does not exist beyond their specific family. So this is the difference between them and the general spirits that you're not supposed to mess with or the deities, the Orishas. So ancestors are only concerned with their immediate families. Yeah, it doesn't spread to their neighbors or people within the same communities. And um, in short, ancestors act as intermediaries between their living descendants and the Orishas or Oloru, as I mentioned. And with that, that brings our lecture to an end. How do you feel? Um, I actually feel it's it's amazing to hear like how yes like even i mentioned before it's it's very similar to to some of the other um you know even faiths that i've heard of or my own faith and even some of the concepts that you mentioned like the ancestors or the spirits like i've seen that i've heard of that um whether it be tv shows or you know stories from my friends back in school or or anyone like you know around me but it's interesting to see how like the similarities so like yeah i learned a lot um definitely terminology is different like the names are very very different like i don't know if we have any of those names like if i were to go Mm. back to my culture yeah um i'd actually love to hear that like if you ever dig into that for your culture like i'd love to hear from yeah no for sure i would actually now that i've heard about the yoruba culture it's kind of like um you know that interest is there now to to know and to understand where my culture. I think everyone should from. do that. Yeah, like it's definitely the the learning about self, um, how your people saw the world and 
just using that to understand where you're at today and even consolidating on whatever you currently believe right um but yeah thank you so much for you know joining me on this episode i know we have um we are calling you a special guest uh i would still <laughs> live it guests can call me a mysterious lady okay well we would leave it at that <laughs> mysterious lady but um yeah i will say i hope that we can bring you on in the future oh, um, i would love to i would love to come again and thank you so much for for you know bringing me on the show and taking my pleasure. the time to like have this conversation with me um teach me about the yoruba culture your my audience pleasure. i'm sure there's like so many people out there as well who who's you know eager to learn about about the culture even if they're not yoruba um themselves like there's people like me um that are you know like i'm definitely now more interested to learn more and more about it like you said the subsequent episodes will be like you'll be definitely te- or talking more about the orishas oh yes yes and so i'm so looking forward to that now <laughs> well thank yeah you actually touched on something i was going to end this um episode on uh we have set all the cards up now and now we will be knocking each down so i will be diving into stories about um each orisha moving forward and i'm excited to actually share some of those because some of those stories are really fascinating so with that said um i will be ending today's episode um i encourage you my listeners to subscribe to the podcast and whatever platform you currently consume your content on and do not forget to follow us on the instagram page by the same name my africa my roots and i do i do hope you enjoyed it if you have questions comments thoughts or concerns i'd love to hear from you on our instagram page and with that said i wish you an amazing week and i will be with you with the next episode shortly thank you i am your host banjo <laughs>